You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we our coverage of Lost, that show that you once watched. We are up to the 13th episode of the third season. We're past the halfway point now, so it's all downhill from here. Sort of, not really. It's actually uphill because it's a good show. But this episode is called The Man from Tallahassee, which is the capital of Florida, for those who want to know. And that's a state like NSW. This first aired on the 21st of March, 2007. It's written by Drew Goddard and Jeff Pinker. It was directed by Jack on a Bender, and I'm excited to talk about this episode. My name is Ben, and no solicitors. I have a sign. Uh, um, my name is Noah, and... Oh, my God. <laughs> Rodents. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> If we were professional, we would re-record this, but I totally forgot that we had to have some sort of entrance. <laughs> yeah, you've only done, like, 62 of these episodes before. I mean, it's just a new... Just, like, se- <laughs> just like season three, the routine is starting to get a little old yeah. by this point. So maybe we'll shift it up for season four. Something new next season. Um, Just quickly, <laughs> Mr... Sorry. Just Mr. Very unprofessional. Mr. Capital Man, what's the capital of South Carolina? Uh, Charles? Charleston? Probably. I don't actually know the answer. I'm just seeing if you're still on the ball with this. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Tallahassee, though. The man from capital of Florida. Um, (laughs) Yes, it's a lock episode. Um, That went well last time we had one of these, didn't it? So... (laughs) (laughs) Why was this one not just then? Yeah, like... I was literally about to say, this is the first lock flashback we've had all season, but then I was like, oh, fuck, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) What was the last time we had a Sun and Gin one? It's been ages. Alright. Uh, <laughs> Poor old. Coming soon. Um anyway, uh, I mean we talked a little bit obviously at the end of last week. Man from Tallahassee, it's, I, I enjoy this episode. I think it's a it's a good episode. We finally get the reveal of why Locke is in a wheelchair and we get more Anthony Cooper. We get Jack back. We get Juliet. We get Ben and I mean, the Ben and Locke stuff together is always great. We love them acting off each other. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a good episode. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff here because it feels like now something is finally kind of happening. It feels like there's a bit of progress being made. And don't get me wrong, I like several episodes being spent like on the mission to get Jack back. Like it feels like a journey that way, but it feels like now some progress is being made. So. And you're right, the stuff with Locke and Ben, um, but, yeah, it's just, the treatment of Locke, and we'll get more into it this season, is just ridiculous. I don't know how they wrote one of the most complex characters, and then for season three, they just turned him into this unlikable guy that everything he does is just completely irrational and not thought through. It's so out of character. I think they picked Locke back up in season four and five, I don't know what was happening during season three. Um, so I, I like the episode, but this is kind of the peak of just like, well, is he, well, we'll later see him shoot an innocent girl, but yeah, there's just something, I don't know what happened with Locke. This, it, I get he's dedicated to the island, but he's never been this crazy. It takes it away a bit, but you're right. There's a lot of good stuff this week. Including the opening where Locke, is getting interviewed by government worker. Uh, <laughs> according to the government. Lostpedia, 
government worker. Um, and he's been questioned about disability payments um, and asking questions like, have you tried to find your biological parents? Why have you stopped submitting your therapy bills? Uh, he basically like, oh, I stopped paying, stopped going to therapy because it was a waste of time. So she's all like, I'm going to suspend your payment. Um, and, you know, you're kind of thinking here, they always have this thing with Locke and his flashbacks, don't they, about is he in a wheelchair or not? Because it's kind of like, oh, you think my disability is, um, you know, could come back or something, does he? And then he just gets up and walks off because you're about to think, like, he's in a wheelchair. Like, this is the worst government worker in the world. <laughs> Clearly not. You called her a government worker, but did you know she has a name? I, I was going to read that because... Um, Tomorrow Friday. <laughs> yes. Who appeared on the guest list for the benefit concert in the flash sideways. <laughs> but he's unlikely to have any canical connection with Tamara and the government worker, as Tamara Fry is just a common name used on props. <laughs> is it? Apparently. <laughs> is, that, is that known as a common prop name, Tamara Fry? Well, I like the fact that the casting call for government worker called for April, a government employee, compassionate but firm and annoyed. <laughs> well, she nailed it. I want to be an actor to just read these things. Oh, scroll on. What do I want to be? No, no, no. Oh, a government employee, compassionate but firm and annoyed. I could play that role. Nailed it. But like, she was great. Could you not read that wrong? Like, butt firm? Is like a firm butt? Like, oh, I've got a firm butt and I'm also quite annoyed. Um, I well, do... She works at a butt firm. Possibly, she does. I do like the fact here that on Lostpedia it's got a screenshot of an evening at the museum hosted by Eloise Hawking. <laughs> and and lo and behold, there she is, Tamara Fly, plus two guests. <laughs> I wonder who her guests were. And why was Tamara not in the church? Yeah, who else is on this list? Is there a Groves? Uh, <laughs> there's a Gilchrist, a Gonzalez, a Gordon. Um, Neil Gossard is coming. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> Mary Markey Jeremy is Ray. coming. Um, yep. Jenna, Jenna Shrine. Yeah, I was about to say. Joanna! Joanna! Joanna Shin! Hey. It's Kelly's sister. Oh, Larry Zanoff is coming. Oh, good old Larry. John... No, no, no guests with Larry, though. John Bush is there. Uh, he's the life of a party, old Bushy. Um, Has John Bush got yet? No, sadly not. Uh, it's it's more of a tree, not a bush. So oh, Joanna is bringing three guests. Bloody Joanna! Um, oh, is Raphael? <laughs> I do like we got Locke, a sad old Locke, just in his apartment eating a TV dinner. <laughs> oh. Watching? Uh, did, you, did you pick up on what he's watching? Watching expose. Hmm. Mm. Yay! Look forward to next week. Um, and there's a knock at the door and a young man. I just love Locke here. And he's like, no, he's listening. I have a sign. <laughs> and he, he's a grouchy old man, isn't he? Oh, God, oh, Locke. But, uh, so we meet this guy, Peter Talbot, and he's asking if he knows somebody called Adam Seward. Um, and basically... Oh, there's trivia for Peter Talbot on the casting call as well. Oh. You love the casting call. A firm but annoyed government agent, perhaps? Young young man. Young. Preppy type. <laughs> he is endearing and likeable. I love how they have to go into so much detail about, like, such a small role. Like, it's kind of like, oh, who am I? I've got to be this character. Like, what are his motivations? What does he think? 
Um, and so he find this guy Adam is from uh, what a retired computer entrepreneur from Ontario, more Canadian connections. And then basically he's marrying his mother. And then we find out that um, this is actually Anthony Cooper because um, he's like, oh, I'm trying to find out how bad he is if you want to give him a kidney. Um, and then Locke says, oh, it was an anonymous kidney donation and he cannot help me. Is that a thing? Do people just sit around and go, I want to donate a kidney to someone who needs it? It is a thing, yeah. Wow. Do you get paid for it? I, I don't know the logistics. I've never done it. There's typical Ben, like, not caring about helping somebody in need for a kidney. <laughs> Do you get paid? <laughs> you get paid? <laughs> How much? Uh, the satisfaction of saving a life? Uh, whose life? Oh. Are they an asshole? <laughs> Do they oh. go for Collingwood? I don't care. Like, um, so, <laughs> Locke just, yeah. I not hate to see your casting call. Yeah. <laughs> What would my casting call be, Noah? What would it say for someone to play Ben Waterworth? Non-compassionate. <laughs> Money-grabbing. Slightly racist, but in denial. <laughs> in denial about a lot of things. <laughs> Put stupid posts up about shows and then regrets them three years later. Doesn't think before he speaks. People are shocked he doesn't live with his parents. Not funny. <laughs> no listeners, no friends. Doesn't know anything, can't read. The, 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 there's no actor that can pull it off as well as you. Oh, come on. Oh, I reckon Terry O'Quinn could give it a crack. Yeah, he'd be good. Michael Emerson. Yes, TV's Michael Emerson. What about Rhett? What's his name from last week? Rhett Gile. <laughs> TV's Kimberly Joseph. Yeah. Emily DeRaven. It's a difficult role. <laughs> well, going to the Oz Network. My name's Ben. Uh, I wouldn't want to watch that biopic if I'm honest. <laughs> You know Rami Malek's going to win an Oscar for it next year. <laughs> You've seen him play Freddie Mercury. Now watch him play his most challenging role. <laughs> Benhamian Rhapsody coming. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is this real life or is it a fantasy? <laughs> he thinks it's a real life, but his life is a fantasy. It's Ben. <laughs> I should have been like laughing. I can't look at the seat where you try and marry my daughter. <laughs> what will happen after being dumped by Mallory inevitably? He shows up 18 years later on the doorstep of Jenny Groves. <laughs> Jenny? How did you know her name? No, no, no. Hi, Jenny. Ben. Your dad I'm glad home? you at least said. I'm glad you. <laughs> I'm glad, glad. Glad you had the decency to say 18 years at least. Well, you know, I'm, doesn't say that on my casting call, does it? Slightly pedo. Um. Oh God. <laughs> the court case will never look good for you if you ever go to court. If I ever, what do you mean? If when I go to court? <laughs> 
all these jokes of yours are just going to come off as like fake admission. <laughs> oh, an episode 62 of the lottery cap. A <laughs> joke about a casting call and going to jail. Bet it, Mitch. Life imitates <laughs> art, Mr. Waterworth. <laughs> At least someone will be listening. Well, exactly. See, the length you'll go to get listeners. I'm actually going to go, like, become a pedophile. How low will Ben go to get listeners? <laughs> the Oz Network, that show you heard about on the news. Oh, let's stop talking about this. This is getting a bit weird. <laughs> Another motto of the Oz Network. Um, so, yes, Locke. A donated kidney Locke then goes and sees Anthony Cooper at a flower shop because he's preparing how does he find him <laughs> uh, yeah it's like twice like, in this episode he finds him so easily well, I'm going to guess Peter Talbot was helping him shortly the Peter Talbot TV's Peter Talbot um, um so yeah he confronts don't you love that uh, the Lockmobile is back again this episode as well <laughs> I've missed the Lockmobile. I've missed that. Yeah. It wasn't in the last one. No. It's off to, it's, was the last one set before or after? Well, he's obviously not in a wheelchair in that one. So, like, how far in between is this? Like, I don't know the timeline, but probably not that far because I believe the last one was after Helen Duffin, So, Hmm. Okay. This is 2000. It's post Claire Avril Levine. Ah, <laughs> uh, Claire Levine. Um, so yeah, he's like, you know, you need to leave and leave this or I'm going to tell, um, Peter about you being a bastard, basically. Um, and then the next bit, Locke's coming home and we meet Detective Mason and Detective Reed. Um, Why are all the law enforcement in this show just absolutely obnoxious <laughs> and seem like idiots? Clearly, they had just had certain commentary on the uh, law capabilities of people. If you go to the Detective Reed Lostpedia page, it's the biggest derp face ever. <laughs> He's like, He's like, looks like Hannah Stokely. <laughs> the, the biggest derp face since Joanna. Why have they got so many casting calls on these pages? Like, is this the only episode they've ever gotten casting calls for? Because you've got Detective Mason. The casting call describes the detectives as homicide cops from Orange County, straight-laced by the book, male, all ethnicities. Uh, all of them? Well, male, one's a woman. <laughs> They're gonna... Oh, did you just assume Detective Mason? Oh, I did. Gender? Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Put that on my casting oh, call. Uh, uh, gender phobic. Uh. <laughs> I love the all ethnicities. That's a that's a hard casting call to find someone that's every ethnicity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bit of everything. Um, connection question lock. Uh, <laughs> sadly, yeah, no these two. I don't want to see the Reed and Mason spin off. I don't think they're up for it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, played by Marlene Fort or Forte and Don Nahaku, who uh, is an area stage actor and singer. Um, he was nominated. Um, it says, externally, it's Honolulu Star Bulletin, July 16, 1996. Award nomination for role in a musical. Uh, <laughs> 
a musical. <laughs> a musical, one of them. Doesn't say which one. Uh, although I've got a list here of all the nominations. So, um, Don, I can tell you, because I know everyone at home is waiting to find out what he was nominated for. He was nominated for Feature Male in Musical for playing Joseph and the Amazing Color, Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, so, yeah. Underrated role. Uh, he was up against the esteemed Richard Adland, Dion Donahue, James Hearn, and Stephen Stanfield. Good old Stevie. Yep. We waste so much time on this show talking about bullshit. <laughs> so these detectives are here asking if they know who Peter Talbot is. Um, they know that he came to Locke's apartment and Locke's trying to claim that, no, uh, he was trying to sell me something. I told him to go away. And we find out they're worth like $200 million. So why would he be trying to sell something? And we find out that little old Peter is dead. <gasps> Plot twist. Not Peter. Not Peter. Um, he was preppy. We should eulogize Peter. <laughs> Favorite Peter moments, uh, Noah? When he died. Yep, me too. Uh, so Locke, of course, knows where Anthony Cooper lives. So he shows up to his house and, uh, saying that he killed, um, Peter. And, uh, he then says, no, I didn't. Uh, his mum called off the wedding and he died and it's sad. And I'm a con man, John. I, you know, I can't do this because there's no money in it. So I'm going to be leaving. And he pours a glass of, uh, what is it? McCutcheon whiskey. Um, so another bit of a, I love these little random connections they do, which is, yeah, it's clever. Um, and Anthony Coop's, I'm not a murderer, John, I'm a con man. Uh, if you don't believe me, you can call her if you ask. And I love when John's like, where's the phone? <laughs> What's her number? <laughs> uh, and then, like, I actually again remember watching this episode because it's just, it's one of these ones that's just like, holy fuck, that just happened. So out of nowhere, Anthony Cooper's just like lunges at John and shoves him out the window. To which poor old John plummets eight stories and lands on his back and survives. Um, so we next see him in the hospital and Detective Mason and Detective Reed are back. Basically just like, oh, by the way, Anthony Cooper ran away to Mexico. Sorry. Um, Lost track of him. And then uh, we meet Locke's therapist who comes in and is Mr. Perpy, isn't he? He's all like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't. Uh, this guy is. I hate this guy if I was in hospital. Something else. He's a bit too much, isn't he? I guess that's his role, though. Like, he probably deals with, you know, depressed types all the <laughs> time. Uh, but... This episode is the, the episode of Casting Calls. <laughs> oh, uh... What's his casting call? <laughs> this is Cliff. Strong physique, sympathetic and likeable. Male. African-American. He's not African American, is he? I think he's he's ethnically ambiguous. Yeah, I mean he he's that that uh, what does it say? Multiple ethnicities from before. Um, so yeah, a physiotherapist based out of California hospital. Okay. Um, so yes, he's all like, oh no, he is annoying. Yeah, I don't like him. Way too happy. Um, you can do it, Locke. You can do it. Uh, and then we get. I'm sure we love this line, don't we? I don't want to hear about what you can't do. <laughs> Is that where John got it from? <laughs> He's like, ooh, I'm a using that. Catchphrase. <laughs> Always wanted a catchphrase. I'm that. <laughs> um, and then poor old Locke has a bit of a cry here. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, this is a great flashback. I mean, it's great to finally find out why Locke was in a wheelchair, um, falling eight stories and surviving. 
Uh, but I mean, I, I mean, as, as perpy and as annoying as uh, the therapist is, I do kind of like that line when he's like, "You felt eight stories from a, a building. You know, you should be happy to be alive." Which I mean, it's true. Like, I mean, guys like special. Um. So, and it kind of yeah. sets it up, doesn't it? For you know, poor old depressed locked life. But I mean, he was depressed before. Stop getting checks for it, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 happy that we finally get to find out why he's in that wheelchair. Well, was in the wheelchair. It's good that you get the answer, and I like the flashback too. Do you think it's a cheat at all that it was just his dad? Like we've seen he's had problems with his dad. Were you disappointed that it was like oh, there was no kind of big thing about it. It was just it's a shocking moment, but. I'm I'm fine with it, but I do think, in some ways, it's kind of a bit like, oh, it's his dad again. Like, wow, your dad really screwed him over. Uh, I don't know. Not really. I mean, I think kind of, how else would you want this to be, you know? Like, it's kind of, I think it, knowing, obviously, what they do with the Anthony Cooper character and kind of how he's going to be connected in other ways uh, with other people in this show... I think it kind of fits that this guy is nothing but an absolute twat. Um, you know, we talk about dick of the week. You know, Anthony Cooper's dick of the show. Um, so, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it works. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with it. I think it makes the most sense. I, I don't know how else you would have had Locke being in a wheelchair. Bit of kinky hard sex with Helen or something like that? I don't know. It's definitely shocking... Um, but no doubt Channel 7 probably advertised, like, this week, find out how Locke fell into the, um, got into the wheelchair, like, no doubt. Hmm, yeah, but, uh, yeah, well, well we, we know now, so, sorry, Johnny, don't fall out of yeah, it. big question, episode four of season one, finally. Tick it off the list, uh, that was the only question yeah, we finally. had in that one. Uh, I'm going to do it right now, because I'm going to forget at the end of the episode probably to ask it, and it's going to be sitting there in, like, two oh, seasons' time. It. It's one of the biggest ones. Yeah, let's do it. exactly. Um, Tick her off. Tick her off. Tick her off, bro. Getting fucked. Hashtag getting fucked. Crossing <laughs> it off. Um, so, meanwhile, on the island, the A-team, the only thing we're going to get this uh, week is just everything with them. We're not going to find anything to do with Claire this week, or Sun, or Jin, or Bernard oh, no. still missing. Um <laughs> So we're seeing old Jack playing football with Tom, um, and Juliet joins up too. Oh, he does. He loves him. Tom wants Jack. And then to add fuel to the fire, we see Ben in a wheelchair and uh, shaking hands, and it's all look at this, like what's going on. Um, So Said, Kate, and Jack are all not knowing what the hell's going on here. Um, And then I love what's Locke say, like I saw Jack pulling people out of burning buildings. It's Jack. It's our hero. <laughs> yeah, change of pay, change of tone for old Gummy Joe. Yeah, yeah. Rousseau's done a runner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Au revoir. Bye. Au revoir. <laughs> bye bye. See you soon. Toodaloo. She gets a bit creepy later on though. Old Rousseau Just staring at children. <laughs> <laughs> Watch you from the shadows as a child. Um, <laughs> Golden Eye happening. Um, so they decide to, uh, split up and, uh, go in and, uh, so Kate's the one that's going to go in first because, uh, Locke's like, oh, he'll be happy to see you. <laughs> There's an old gummy Joe rocking up while Jack's playing the piano. <laughs> Hello, Jack. <laughs> what are you doing here, Locke? <laughs> um, Who knew that our hero was so good at piano and football? I know. Like, he double threat. Old, old, yeah. triple threat. He's a doctor as well. Like, 
he's anyone's uh-huh. catch. My goodness. Um, but I, I kind of liked his sort of him just there playing piano and, you know, like what what's his motive? What's his casting call for this episode, Matthew Fox? Like, uh, you know, attractive young man who is gifted at piano. Um, does that, wait, thought- is that Matthew Fox playing the piano, do you reckon? I'm not sure if Matthew Fox can play the piano. You know what it is. It's like Matthew Fox has had a little bit too much creative control in season three. So he's gone to the writers like, okay, tattoos. We need to explain <laughs> them. And have you seen on my resume that I can play the piano? It's one of my special skills. So one of these episodes, I demand to play the piano. So there it is. I mean, we did already see him, remember, with uh, his wife at his wedding. Of course. Who could remember? not remember that? <laughs> It's one of our unanswered questions, isn't it? Can Jack really play the piano? Uh, <laughs> two answers in five minutes. God, we're answering everything. He must be really bored if he's just in there playing the piano all night. I just want to see like this. I want to see this side of Jack without the A team showing up. Like, is this just what Kate is, uh, Jack has been doing for the last like four days? Just like, okay, I'm going to bed. I'm bored. Play the piano for a bit, I guess. Ding, 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 ding. All right, cool. It's uh, nine o'clock, right? Um, I might read a book. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see the unedited footage of his day. <laughs> Dear diary, I'm kind of liking Mr. Friendly now. He throws like a girl, but I'm still enjoying his company. Ben is Wouldn't mind being quickly. in a love triangle with him. <laughs> a devil's three-way. Um, so... Yeah, so Jack's playing the piano. Kate is just there. Um, creepy Kate. Creepy Kate. Very creepy Kate. But I, I do kind of like the way they're sort of, you know, like, what are you doing here? And it's like, they're, being, they're watching us. And now I don't know where everyone comes in. Guns drawn. and Go on. Good timing. Yep, good timing. Um, and she lies and doesn't say that Locke and Russo are there. It's only Saeed. Poor old Saeed. <laughs> This is this just sums up Saeed moving forward in this show. It's like, oh, yeah, Saeed's there. Saeed gets it a bit rough this episode. I think it's just the second half of this season. Is This is just purely what happens to Saeed now. Like, you just get to the point. The second half of this show. You just forget Saeed is part of this show. It's like, oh, Saeed. All right, yep, cool, there he is. You'll be a zombie at one point in the show. I used to be in Lost. I was a good actor. But now I'm not in Lost anymore. And you forget I'm there. Um, Wait for season six, zombie Saeed. <laughs> I have a lot to say. Oh, I have a lot to say about how they kill him off. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Sun and Jin. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to be able to do that episode. Oh, seriously. My god, we're going to get a few episodes too before we get the Charlie stuff going. It's not not going good for the emotions. <laughs> Yeah. Not Penny's boat. Expose next week. Oh, God. Peter, Jesus. Crying's got to start Peter next week. Talbot's death. <laughs> oh, God. At least, uh, isn't next when, week? When will it end? Don't we get, um, we get Lando next week, though, don't we? Yeah. Oh, one positive for next week. Star Wars, it's Lando. That's why he wasn't in The Last Jedi. Oh, I know it was like it 13 years previously. He's going to be in episode 9. We should be excited for that, right? Like We've dominated Monaghan. Yeah, I know. He lost connections everywhere. What if they're like... What if he's like um, Lando's like guard or something like that? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you are everybody, Lando. Uh, 
Anyway, so yes, um, they get captured, uh, they lie. Um, meanwhile, Locke, uh, <laughs> I, I, God damn it, Ben's great. <laughs> like he's he's literally yeah. laying in bed, and all he does is <laughs> sit up and hear a noise, <laughs> and like you just, oh god, this guy is great. Like he just he doesn't have to do anything, Michael Emerson, and you just are just drawn to him. Um, uh, this episode is amazing. Oh, just. The fact that we could get these two acting together again, and so not creepy lock sneaking into Ben's room with a gun. It's been a while since it's been since season two that these two have actually been on screen together. Oh, so yeah. good. Um, and I just again just love Ben's reaction. Like, there's no panic, there's no anything. It's not like, ah, oh, they're watching us, Kate. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, hello, John. <laughs> hello, can I borrow a saw? Um, oh, Mister Echo. <laughs> This season, it's too emotional. <laughs> um, so Locke asks Ben where the submarine is, and I guess Ben is all like, oh, no, there's no submarine. Uh, Alex just pops up, because why not? Here she is. Dad, who are you talking to? Uh, I'm home. Uh, she can come in tomorrow at night and ask me who I'm talking to. Um, oh, <laughs> and so can Russo to read a story. I don't know where I'm going with that, Ben. Move on. Um, so... Locke takes Alex hostage, and then in comes Tom. It's a, it really is a devil's three-way all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> Locke is not Tom's time. No, definitely not. Uh, Locke and Alex, uh, meanwhile, have three minutes in heaven in the closet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Ben just all calm and everything, and like because Tom's like, oh, you know, they're here, they're... Jack and Kate and everyone's here, and then we Richard comes. This is the first time I've seen Richard on an island, isn't it? Yeah, but Richard doesn't. He doesn't. Have, he's a bit of an extra in this episode, poor old Richard. Which I mean, is that like deliberate? Because I mean, I just—it's kind of when we had that happening uh, in not in Portland. Right? It's just you—you're so used to Richard, you kind of forget when he first appears. Um, so like I yeah. forgot that that was his first episode. This is like his second ever appearance, his first on island appearance, and it's like, oh, there's Richard. <laughs> but like, I, yeah. I feel like there should be more of a reaction there. Like, yeah, he's very much just. An ex- I don't even know if he has much dialogue at all, does he? Ah, uh, I don't know. Um, so- I love the line after they walk out, though. <laughs> Locke says, is that some sort of code? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, John, we don't have a code for our life. <laughs> There's a man in my wardrobe <laughs> with a gun against my daughter. Or what? That's classic, Ben. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, yeah, so good. I agree. Um, and But the, the, the code, so to speak is that he says, I need you to bring me the man from Tallahassee. Um, which is, ooh. Because what is it? What is the um, the connection there to Sawyer? Isn't it like the Tallahassee job or something like that? Or is that what it is? No? No. What's, what's the Florida job they have that we never hear about? It's the Tampa job. The Tampa. I knew there was something in Florida there. Um, so Florida is a state in America. Oh, is it? Is it like NSW? Similar to that, yeah. Okay, I get it. Oh, there it is. Right. Um, Locke, meanwhile, orders Alex to go get Saeed's backpack because Alex is just everyone's slave this episode, apparently. Um, And then we get just great Ben and Locke stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. The wheelchair. Ben Ben promising there's going to be no tricks from it there. And then... um, Ben basically sort of questioning Locke about the submarine, and I love Locke's lines like, for all you know, I was a pilot in the Navy. Um, 
And then back, straight away, Ben's like, you're going to put C4 in that, aren't you? Um, and then, you know, we get that line, I know you, John Locke. And then basically he goes through everything, like, you know, saying about how he was in a wheelchair and then how he was ended. And then just even that line when he's like, did it hurt? Um, and he's, what, That's is, great. what does Locke say? Like, I felt my back break. What do you think? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, oh, it's just so good. I mean, I'm guessing this has got to be a season where both of these guys were nominated for an Emmy. I mean, surely, like. Surely. Just so They both good. deserve it. So, so good. Yeah, the stuff, the stuff about hurting and then the stuff about because you're in the wheelchair and I'm not mm. and all that kind of stuff and that power dynamic that Locke used to be in the wheelchair and now Ben who for all of his life thought he was important suddenly like why am I not being healed mm. and this guy shows up for what 60 days or however long and suddenly he is healed instantly and is he really special with this is lost at its absolute best with these kind of power dynamics and these questions of am I important why is Things not going for me, um, but also lock, lock eating leftovers is great. As well. <laughs> I never used to appreciate chicken. Didn't realize I love chicken. Best damn chicken I've had in my life. <laughs> but I love that line. Where I was like, "Yeah, you got any food?" And then it's just like, "Yeah, go to the fridge." And it's just like lock chowing down on chicken. <laughs> yeah, he's loving it. But I, it, I mean, the scene works so well in showing how the others really are domesticated. Like they've got leftover chicken in the fridge. Because this isn't... I think I'm jumping ahead, aren't I? But this is like when he's saying like, oh, you're liars. Like, you know, who you are living this way and you've, you've got it. You cheated mm, or something really like that. Too. Yeah, when he's like, you guys are cheating. The idea that they're cheating. <laughs> Which, I mean, because this is like, as you said, like the domesticator. Because, I mean, up until this point, we're sort of led to believe that they're savages with the... You know, I mean, I know there's kind of been a few clues there, obviously, along the way. But... um I guess at the beginning of uh, the season too, we also had that. But um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of, because I always used to get confused about like, oh wait, are they savage? Like, where are these other ones living this and that and doing this and that? But um, yeah, I mean, it's great. These two are just amazing together. And uh, I mean, I could just watch these guys for 42 minutes. I mean, where, where's their character motivations? You know, a strong-willed man in a wheelchair. Something They were going to, they had a pilot they were working on where both of them played retired uh, odd job cops <laughs> and it it just never came into it which is really sad cause that would have been great one's an old man in a wheelchair the other's a guy with anger issues it's lock and Ben, the old cops I would have loved those two to star at the end of the show but sadly I think we've missed the moment mm, I wonder what's Terry Quinn up to now he, he's not had so much luck which is odd because I mean he, I guess he'd been around it before, but um he was in oh hang on a minute he's been in a TV series this year called Perpetual Grace Ltd where he plays Tom Walker yeah. um and he was in that tells six, us everything we need to know sixteen episodes of Hawaii Five O as Joe White really Patriot uh, we played Tom Tavner he's like the most white man names <laughs> Joe White literally Tom Tavner. He was in Castle Rock as Dale Lacey. Um, the Blacklist. And then he was in The Blacklist Redemption. Um, Jesus, these shows are so lame. Um, oh, is yeah. he Falling Skies? I think I nearly watched Quite that. sad. Uh, Terry O'Quinn. Falling Skies with uh, ER's Noah Wiley. TV's Noah Wiley. Um, yeah, Falling Skies is terrible. Oh, I'd only watch it just purely for Noah Wiley, to be honest. He was in The West Wing. There you go. Go back and watch... Uh, that 
He was in Jag. He was in Alias. Oh, Terry O'Quinn Oz coming soon. Uh, why not? Anyway, Michael Emerson uh, is great too. He's in stuff. I'm not looking him up at the moment. Um, Kate uh, is being held in the rec room. Her handcuffed. Um, Tom comes in. Jack's there. And You're not my type. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that bit where Jack's like, I, uh, sorry, Tom's like, I didn't think I'd see you again so soon. I love Tom. I love Mr. Friendly. Tom's great. He is friendly. A bit too uh, friendly, Jack. You're speaking of Charlie's death. I'm, I'm bracing myself for Oh, not quite the same yeah, impact, the though. Tom. <laughs> not Tom's boat. <laughs> uh, so Jack and Kate um, sort of have a bit of a moment, and uh, Jack is like, I'm not with anyone, Kate. Um, That's a weird line. What he's kind of back... Yeah. He's acting weird here I'm not still. with... Yeah, very weird. Um, so then basically we find out that uh, he's being released tomorrow... Um, and that he's going to go get help for everyone. Uh, and then, uh, basically Jack says that, um, uh, that she basically was a reason why, isn't it? Or something like that, that, that he's doing this or soy. I'm just floored that the others agree, like lived up to their agreement and were going to let him go mm. and not just like keep him captured. Like, they have no reason to actually let him go. And then with Juliet, too, like, yeah. Maybe they were going to, like, I don't know, when they got on the sub, do something or something. But yeah, it seems funny that they would let him go. Yeah. Because he could just tell everyone about everything that's happened. Well, because it's kind of like with, with um, Michael, it's, you know, when we kind of hear yeah. about what happened with him and everything along those lines, it's kind of... But at least Michael has a reason not to tell everyone. Jack has no reason. Our hero. Yeah. But I mean, would, anyone. But would people believe him though? <laughs> like, I mean, I guess he's a survivor, but like, why are you the only survivor? Like, yeah, that would be weird. Did you kill people? Like, if one person right now is found from that Malaysian plane, like, I mean, it's going to be a huge story, but it's going to be like, well, hang on a minute, with some blonde doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Boone comes. Oh, I was on it too. No, you weren't. In Boone. A submarine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, a submarine. Well, if you're there, why can't anybody else just escape on a submarine? Like, it would just. What? I know Ben says that once it's left, it can't come back, but we've seen people come back to the island. Yeah, and we will see more people come back to the island as well. Um, So Juliet comes in, and uh, Jack whispers in Kate's ear that he's going to come back. Good for you. Um, And then we get. Ben in talking about when he was in the hatch to John, you know, like I had to pretend I couldn't tell you that I knew about you and how it was to walking and that's great like stuff. It. Yeah, let yeah. kind of do him now and then you know John's like, Ooh, why don't you ask me now? Um, and yeah, I, this is kind of going through uh, like what you were saying before about sort of Ben just trying to find out like, oh, did you walk as soon as you got to the island and. John's basically all like, oh, you're just, you know, you're not healing as well as you could be, are you? Um, so, and then he's like, oh, you don't want people to leave the island because you'll afraid, you'll be afraid that as soon as you leave the island, you'll be in the wheelchair. I mean, it's kind of just the ongoing thing with Locke, isn't it? That he doesn't want to leave the island. He's bashing Saeed over just... the head. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where they've just made him so irredeemable in my eyes that, Locke is not a bad person, and I get his motivation for not leaving the island, but he's literally screwing over every single person on that island, 
and it's just not in character. And even if they got rescued, he can just stay. He can just hide. Yeah. Pretend he died. Like it makes zero sense at all. And everything he does this season is just so out of character. And like, there's no reason why other people can't go home and he can't stay. Like, nothing will change. Like, he, it makes him seem so selfish. He is. He's a selfish gummy Joe. Yeah, it's just this uh, very irredeemable this season. But I do think they pick up back up later. But so many things happen with Locke. It does take it away. And I don't know what they were thinking when they wrote this season. Well, I mean, we've discovered that with a few episodes this season. So, um, true. yeah, it's still more to come as well. Uh, Alex gets the um, the backpack with Ryan. Uh, there's Saeed again. Remember him? <laughs> um, and then Saeed, you just look like your mother. My mother is dead. Uh, I'm sure that's what they told you. And then poor old Saeed gets hit in the head. That's pretty bad, Saeed. Gets hit in the head with Ryan. <laughs> Uh, good old Ryan. I do like to say it there, though, when he's just like, oh, I'm sure that's what they told you. Because if I was in that situation, I'd be like, oh, nothing. I didn't say anything. <laughs> so he's just saying that because he's thinking, like, if I hook up with Rousseau, then this will be my stepdaughter. Uh, so. Uh, I do like, like to say it here, though, even if he's just such a nothing. Yeah. Um, Locke, uh, questioning Ben about the, uh, electricity. I do love when Ben's kind of like, oh, we have two giant hamsters running in a wheel. Uh, <laughs> um, I also like the what fact that, that Ben's got, uh-huh. um, great, uh, like he's got the photos of Alex, like as a little girl up on the wall. Um, and yeah, Ben kind of doing the whole reverse sort of, you know, you shouldn't blow up the submarine, Ben. And that's what I also really like about this episode, kind of like when he walks off with Alex and the way Alex is just basically like, you know what he's doing to you, right? <laughs> like, he's basically making you do something that you think's your idea, but it's actually his idea. Um, so, so good. And then just kind of him saying here, like, oh, the submarine maintains that illusion that people can leave the island, even though they can't. I love that. Yeah. That's really menacing. <laughs> And then we get this whole stuff about uh, saying, imagine a giant box that can manifest anything one wishes for. And then I love, I love no. Sassy Locke. You probably wish for a new submarine. That's a great line. That's like an action movie star line. Yes. Locke using an Arnie quote. Uh, yeah, this is when he's talking about, you know, you're a hypocrite, you're cheating, um, you have no idea what the island is. Uh, and then we get that great line of, you know, Ben saying, uh, how do you think you know the island better than I do? And Locke, you know, because you're in the wheelchair and I'm not. It's like, boom! In your face, Ben. Um, yeah, bloody hell. That's such a great line. And then we're going to get it used again. Like, it's rare that you can kind of get that in an episode, isn't it? They use it twice with both such impact. Um, Alex comes back and then uh, Locke wants to get uh, taken to the sub. Uh, I keep thinking of Subway now. I'm hungry. Um, and then it's about to leave in an hour with Jack in it. So this is obviously like early morning, I'm guessing now. So they've been there overnight. Um, but they can't come back, of course. And then this is where Alex is walking Ben to the uh, the dock and sort of saying, like, you know what he's doing to you. Um, and we see the dock and Locke. Oh, Gummy Joe. Sorry for involving you. Uh, and this is where we get Creepy Russo. I watch you in the shadows of a child. <laughs> Uh, and I'll read what it says on Lostpedia. We see Russo longingly watching Alex from the trees. Uh, 
Longingly um, watch. And this is like, why is there no one on this dock guarding this submarine? <laughs> like, sorry, others, it's kind of a bit of your fault here because Locke can just willingly walk on and plant C4 and walk off again. Um, I got a bit triggered seeing the inside of a submarine. No, don't. <laughs> no, too soon. Um, Jack and Juliet. I always get creeped out that Juliet, because kind of the way they edit some of these scenes, it just looks like it's just Jack and uh, Ben. All of a sudden, Juliet appears out of nowhere. Like, thanks. <laughs> she, she, she doesn't have many lines in this episode. She's kind of just there, and she's always just looking. Yeah, this is a bit freaky. Yeah. So I was like, Hello. She's like the boon of this episode. I'm here too. Um, I do like the the reunion between those two on the dock, though, and it's it's very well shot and moody, and mm. it's cool. But I also like the bit where you know Jack's like one more favor, like let my let go of that, and just the the sinister way that Ben says, like, okay, I will let them go just <laughs> as soon as you've left the island. It's like, oh Ben, you prick, you're so good. <laughs> If anything, he's yeah. not breaking a promise. Like, you know, like, he's right within his rights to say that. Um, yeah, then we got Locke on the uh, the dock. I don't think he's wet, but according to this, bathed in sweat. And he's confronted by <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's in a lot of this episode. Ryan's a star. Star of the week, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, and then, yeah, Jack, like, what are you doing here, John? And then we it's it's real action movie, isn't it? When Locke's just like... I'm sorry, oh, yeah. Jack. And then, boom, just as he says, boom. I'm sorry. A um, bit cheesy. But... Yeah. Um, but this is, again, I like this episode, but Locke blowing up the sub is just so ill-thought-out and blowing up the house and killing Mikhail and so many things that happened, following the stick. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with John Locke this season, I think, and it, it almost becomes parody in some part. Yeah. Um, I just, it's kind of, in a way too, I, I can imagine a lot of viewers would get frustrated with this show who may be just sort of casual viewers at this point because they do seem to go out of their way to keep these people on the island. Like, just everything bad in a way just happens that they can never get off. Like, I mean, even with the crap last week with the birds, like, <laughs> you know, like, oh no, we can't do the birds. Like, you don't know anything about it, Claire. Like, legitimately, like... <laughs> Blowing up a submarine. Like, I'm sure there was a lot of eye rolls going on. Like, oh, my God, they're never going to get this island. It's really? this out. Like, really? That being said, I think the, the payoff in, like, 14 episodes or yeah. however long is worth is worth the frustration here. I agree. I agree. But, yeah, I just I definitely reckon there would be some ro- rolling eyes happening right now. Um, oh, yeah. But once again, going back to my point about like last week when it's kind of just like, oh, John, you silly duffer, you're pushing guys through the fence and, oh, you're blowing up the house. Oh, Gummy Joe's just handcuffed to a ceiling. Oh, John. Someone needs to punish this guy. <laughs> He's just like a naughty kid at school. That's why slap- he keeps doing it, because there's no punishment. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, I'm kind of advocating him to get shot in a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> bad parenting by the rest of the cast or Very bad parenting. Our hero Jack is really letting the team down. Ugh. I didn't want to be a leader. Uh, no wonder. I'm not I'm not with anyone. <laughs> Mr. Friendly, throw me the football. Uh, <laughs> but uh, dick in this. Ben and Richard show up. Um, and, um, Ben says, you made my dream come true. 
uh, by letting Jack know. But this kind of goes back to your point. Like you, like as you said, you're kind of surprised that he's going to let him leave the island. But then it's kind of what he says here. Oh, you made my dream come true that he's not leaving the island. It's like, well, you kind of had the power to stop him, mate. Like, why? You're the leader. You, I mean, again, bad parenting here by the island. <laughs> just, just waiting for fate to happen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, admittedly, it's perfect timing for John to show up when he does, but like... Great timing. Is this just like what happens on Lost Island? It's like, oh, don't worry. Somebody's going to show up. It's fine. Um, destiny. Destiny. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so he gets a handcuffed. And then I like Loki. Is this where you're going to show me your magic box? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mild flirting. Major flirting. I love how there's magic box page on Lostpedia. <laughs> The metaphor of a box is used by Ben to explain one of the secrets of the island to Locke. Um, mild flirting. Um, so they're walking through the, I guess, a hallway here. Um, and then Ben, obviously, he's saying, like, oh, you know, uh, when I asked you earlier if it hurt, it's not about the physical pain, but what it felt like when your own father tried to kill us. So obviously, at this point, we've seen the flashback, so we now know why. That's a great time. callback as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, and that uh, he basically is saying that uh, I think the reason why you don't want to leave the island is because you're afraid of your father and that here is the one place that you're safe. You have no uh, way of being around him. Um, and Locke says that he has some communion with the island that makes him very important. Before we get this big reveal, as Ben unlocks this door and Channel 7 with the question marks all over this guy, who is it, who is it, who is it? It's Anthony freaking Cooper, who is bound what? and tied up in this hall, in this what? room. And then we get the great ending of Locke, shocked, and once again, just Terry O'Quinn acting in his face, amazing. We just get the word, Dad, boom, Dad. lost. Yeah, like great clip. WTF. Oh, what the hell? What is going on? Potential top five? I, yeah, maybe. Like, It's a great end. To an already good episode, but it lost. Lost does weird more in season four, five, and six. But at this point, surely, if you imagine we're just watching season three for the first time, this has to be one of the more weird things. Mm. Anthony Cooper just showing up on, and of course, we don't know the magic box is a metaphor at this point. So we're thinking, wait, the island has a magic box, like. Yeah, it's 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 mental. This is lost and it's absolute like what? Yeah. I definitely was like, What the fuck just happened when I watched this? I just actually looked at my notes quickly. Another potential top five I put was uh Locke getting pushed out the window. But uh, we haven't really had any top five yeah, moments this season, have we? Like it's been few and far between bear cage sex. And the opening, yeah. Downtown. True. Yeah, you know, I forget that was this season. Uh, but yeah, like absolute oh, just we'll have two. Oh, well, I think number one of this season could almost very much be the number one of the entire show, nearly, maybe. Who knows? Mm. Um, Anyway, so yes, mind blown. Huge, huge twist at the end here. Um, So, yes. um, Some trivia? But tune in next week to see the resolution to this. Oh, wait. Yeah, of the iconic... I joke, I, I joke, but we're talking about how good this cliffhanger is. I would say the resolution to this cliffhanger is... Even better. So this this is one of those things that pays off so well, and I'm very excited to talk about that episode too. Um, I agree. 
I agree. Um, Locks form at the government office in the flashback. List his address as 168 San Juan Street, Tustin, California. The floral shop is called Tustin Ranch Florist. Cool. Locke falls in a palm garden. It's actually an octagon. Ooh. Um, the piano Jack plays appears to be the same Kawhi once you owned by Charlie. There you go. Um, Adam, Anthony Cooper, Adam Seward is an anagram for Sawyer. There you go. Don't know. Um, and the episode marks the first time in which Locke and Richard Alpert meet. However, it is not the first time chronologically that Locke and Richard have met. Mm. So, um, production notes, Elizabeth Mitchell and Michael Emerson appear for both, uh, the first time for missing three episodes. At one point, this episode was titled Last Man Standing. That's a bit rude. Um, <laughs> this episode marks the first appearance of Ryan Price. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Finally. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, question. Well, questions. We've already answered one. Uh, we had one answer. Big answer. Huge answer. Um, I guess the question would be is how did Anthony Cooper get to the island? Yeah. I was going to say what is the magic box, but I think how did Anthony get to the island is better. Thank you. How did Anthony get to the island? Find out next week on the shit episode. Um, what is the deal with Room 23? <laughs> why isn't Nathan Philly in any movies? Uh, well, why was, why is Michael Emerson not in movies? Yep, true. Uh, can we answer Lost Season 3, Episode 9? What the hell happened here? Mm. <laughs> no. Um, well, I'm buying this episode just to jump in here. I think it's a very good episode. I enjoy this episode. I think it's good. And I have ranked it 26th out of 62. So, which makes it the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5th lowest buy, according what to What is my. it sandwiched between? It is just ahead of dot, dot, dot in translation and just below Live Together, Die Alone, part one. Mm. Um, yeah, this is, I'll buy it too. For all the reasons we talked about, there are so many good things. Um, I, I just love that it's set over one night. Like that's kind of rare in Lost, and I like that. Well, it's not rare in Lost, but I just like this kind of moody night, and it's a very tense, action-packed episode. And the the Ben and Locke stuff is just amazing. I'm not going to rehash my disappointment with the characterization of Locke in this episode, but... Um, the flashback as well. We get a major answer and a great cliffhanger, so definitely a buy. Uh, and from my my list, it's looking like I put it thirtieth overall. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if it would be that high because there are a lot of good lost episodes, but it is it, it is a good one. It's the best we've had since what episode eight. Um, but we've got some good ones coming in the tail end of season three. Season three has been a little rough, but there's definitely some good stuff coming. Well, you might have to wait at least two weeks for that to happen again, because uh, you said season three has been rough. Um, yep, next week it's an episode we've all been waiting for, the Nikki and Paolo episode. Yay! Uh, expose. Um, 
And I feel like I'm going to be in a minority here because I feel you like this. I don't know. I get weird vibes from you over this episode. Uh, it's the it's the Lost Detective show next week. Um, mm. Is this the most pointless episode in the history of Lost? Definitely not. Oh, come on. <laughs> I've seen Stranger in the Strange Life. But, like, that's pointless, but at least it's around people we know. This is an episode <laughs> on two people that barely have shown up this season, and here we are getting a whole episode about them. And The, the one thing I will say, though, is the, the, the ending creeps me the fuck out, um, mm. which I will give it that. But I don't like this episode. This is by far <laughs> one I've not been looking forward to getting to. I And I, I feel this is the general consensus amongst most Lost fans, but then we have Noah. <laughs> I've... I've been coy a little bit on my thoughts on this episode, and I'll remain that way. But I think you're missing some of its charm, and I hope to defend some of its charm next week. Um, I the only charm is Boone and Shannon, all right? That's all I'm yeah, going to say. I'm surprised you're hating so much on an episode that features both Boone and Shannon post-season <laughs> one. And <laughs> art. Well, it's just, look, you can put freaking Natalie Portman in this episode. It's still going to be shit. I think there is so much you're missing from this one, and I think it, there's a lot of fun to be had. So let's see how it goes. But I, I am looking forward to Expose. It was misplaced coming after this episode, I will say. After this cliffhanger, misplaced. Mm. Yep. All right. Um, so that will be next week. Expose. Woo. In the meantime... Who the hell voted for Woo? I don't know why I just saw that. Um, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe. D- don't subscribe. Don't like. Just after that joke. Like, seriously, just don't. Like, just not funny, Ben. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to bother saying anything more because I'm just going to go hang my head in shame and look forward to the terrible movie made about me one day, which will never happen. And I'm also Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.